This show is brought to you by Cakes and Tins, where you can send the people you adore delightful and delicious gifts that give back. Go to cakesintins.com and use the code ACTINGREAL for 10% off. This show is also brought to you by LA Bookmaker, a deluxe stationery shop and custom bookbinder, offering handmade foil stamped cards, high quality calendars, and other ephemeral gifts. Go to la-bookmaker.com. Our clarity story today comes from Augusta Chapman, whose name you may recognize recognize from the closing credits of this very podcast. She is the illustrious and extremely talented. Uh, we are so lucky to have her producer of Acting Real with Kat Foster. Um, and she shared this story with me and I just, I just love it so much and it's so beautifully written. Um, and I'm going to read it to you right now. Augusta writes, when I was 21, I found myself in a posture of fear. It was the spring of my senior year of college and weeks away from graduation, I realized I had no idea what I was doing. I had spent the last four years writing essays and performing comedy while working at the school library. I'd never taken an internship or given much thought to what came next. Now I was graduating with a tattered resume, a Word document titled Jokes, and no career direction to speak of. I felt lost. To orient myself, I looked to my friends as an example. This was not helpful. All around me, peers were accepting job offers, preparing for graduate school, and starting leases on apartments in the city. It seemed like I had missed the semester where we all learned how to be professional people in the world. Now, everyone was starting the next step without me. What am I doing? What comes next for me? How can I keep performing and also be a serious adult person who makes rent? How does everyone else have it figured out while I'm stuck in the limbo of not knowing? These worries kept me up at night. I grew increasingly agitated as graduation drew closer and the moving boxes piled up. My future terrified me to the point that I couldn't even talk about it, and any choice at all felt impossible. Then, one night, about a week before graduation, I had a revelation. It came from absolutely nowhere, completely unannounced. I was just laying in bed watching the lights from the street play on my ceiling, when a voice in my head said, I know what I am. I know what I am. The message was as forceful and resonant as a megachurch preacher. With the thought came a sense of total calm. The paralytic fear in my neck and back released and I became still. I knew how to proceed suddenly and what my unconscious was trying to tell me that I didn't have to have a telescope to see what my future held, that I could just take the next logical step. I didn't have to make myself into anything or force the future to happen. Knowing myself was enough. This thought has come back to me in many forms over the years I have been working and performing. Though I may never know why it came to me with such force that night, I am so grateful for the clarity it provided. I just love this story so, so much. Um, and I know so many people can relate. And what um, what a beautiful thing to get clear on. Thank you so much for sharing. 
If you have a story about a time that changed your life, it can be very mundane. You were hanging out by yourself and you had a thought, or it can be crazy, crazy. You uh, were drinking plant medicine and you had a vision. Um, Whatever the story is, if you want to share it, I want to hear it. I really, really, really do want to hear from you. Please email me at claritystories at actingrealpodcast.com. That's claritystories at actingrealpodcast.com. My guest today is my friend, Lindsay Craft, who I just love so much for so many reasons. Um, she is in the middle of this incredible, or I don't know if she would say the middle, maybe it's the middle, who knows? It's also like, you know, it's been going on for uh, a couple years. She's writing a musical. She's an actress and an improviser and a writer and like so many things. Um, but she's uh, sort of, sort of suddenly uh, without much warning. Um, although, you know, we talk about it a little bit, you can kind of trace it back, um, through the years and you might've seen some small signs, but basically without warning, um, this musical has sort of poured forth from, uh, the creative gods. I don't know, um, from her creative, uh, gods or from her psyche or whatever you want to say. Um, and so we talk a lot about her creative process, which is fascinating and beautiful and effortless. And of course, not totally effortless. Um, but she's just a force and she paints guys. She's also a painter. (laughs) Um, she's just like such a, just, um, just, a of like a, a buzzing creative force. Um, and, and I've always had so much respect and admiration for her and she's so talented. And, um, so, you know, we, we, you get to hear all about her process. Um, God, we talk about so much, so much. Um, we talk about, uh, oh, we talk about a lot about how, you know, you might relate with this when you project all of your goodness, uh, onto other people and you're like, they're so talented. They're so brilliant. I'm nothing. I'm nothing. Um, so Lindsay is no stranger to that kind of projection. Um, we talk about the meaning of bravery We talk a lot about bravery and, and Lindsay sort of like initially, you know, sort of came with this feeling like she doesn't she doesn't love it when people call her brave or like she has this like kind of like there's there's like some some hang up about being called brave um um and so we kind of work through that a little bit uh and and big surprise we get a song at the end of the episode which is like so fun and has never happened here on Acting Real with Cat Foster before. We get like real piano playing, playing and real singing um, from a real singer-songwriter who's also an actor. Um, it's very exciting stuff and such a lovely episode. And um, if you don't know Lindsay, um, she's an actor, writer, improviser, painter, uh, most recently a singer-songwriter. Most people recognize her from the Netflix show Grace and Frankie and from the HBO series Getting On. But you may also know her from starring her starring role on the CBS show Living Biblically, uh, her recent run on Why Women Kill, or from any of her countless TV and film appearances like The Connors. She was on The Connors or The Big Bang Theory. Is it The Big Bang Theory? Maybe it's just Big Bang Theory. Um, anyway, or so much more. So much more. 
Um, like I said, she's like one of my favorite people. And it's just, this conversation was so enjoyable. And, uh, we were both just really locked into each other. So, um, I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoy listening to it as much as I do. Um, it is a skeleton. Enjoy. And you have to discover where the bones go. What I need for my life, I am drawn to create the play. You must use the play. You must use okay, it we're like an ingredient. We're recording for again. Your okay, wait. So is this our set? Is this our third? It's or our, our fourth. Third. It's our third. third. Okay. It's our third. But we'll do more. We could do four. But this is our third podcast because the first time you came, you wanted to re-record because you just felt like, I don't know, you felt it was an amazing episode, but you just felt like you did you weren't fully expressed or you felt like you'd been nervous or what was it? Maybe because I was nervous and, but I bet that's probably the best one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I haven't listened to it to be honest, but we should, well, you and I can hang out for an afternoon and listen <laughs> to it. Listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the second one we did was really fun. And I remember, I mean, so it was the first one, but the second one I remember, cause it was a little bit closer to now, although it was still like now. It was so right before ago. lockdown, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was like, um, basically I remember we talked a lot about friends and like mm. how good you are at making friends. Oh, um, and then I, so I texted you and I was like, Hey, do you want to do a part? Duh? And you were like, let's just re-record the whole episode. Cause like, I feel like a totally different person. So which, interesting, which so many people are feeling like totally different people. And I just wonder like, how do you feel like a different person? I feel like probably because, you know, I think everyone probably feels different because of the pandemic and stuff, but I think I was starting to feel that a couple of months before. So I think the shift for me was already happening um, in that I've just found music and that has just changed my life in terms of like writing and composing and- Yeah, like you weren't doing this whole music thing really. Yeah. I don't barely, think- you were doing it like barely. Mm-hmm. And so well, I feel yeah. the whole music thing. What I mean is like in the last like year and a half, you've learned how to play the piano. You mm-hmm. started writing songs and now you're developing a full fledged musical. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it is crazy. It's sort of writing. It's a writing me. I know if, when I've heard someone say that before and I'm like, what, come on, what does that mean? But I, w- I didn't set out to write a musical. It was sort of like the way that the story is happening. Is, okay. Is a musical. So, like, is there a way to tell the story of like how this unfolded on the podcast it, in like through the lens of um, what I'm most interested in is this as a story of what you just said of, of something writing you, you know, you're not writing this musical, the musical is writing you. Like how did this unfold in such an organic, I mean, the story for people who don't know it, because like, why would you yet? Um, (laughs) But at some point, I think a lot of people will know the story, but at the moment it hasn't like reached the public, but it it will soon. Um, But like, like uh, I'm interested in the story at, you know, like for instance, I'm, I, 
Deepak Chopra has written, I don't know, like 85 books or something. And he swears that he's never worked hard a day in his life. Like he swears that like, it just happens and it's very effortless. It doesn't even, do you feel like, do you have that experience with this musical? I don't feel like it's effortless, but I feel like it's the greatest, most perfect expression of my brain and my heart and my soul. So in that way, it feels so good when I'm working, but it is hard. It is hard work. I mean, but it doesn't feel like work because I love it so, so, so much. Even like as a writer before writing music, that's sort of a little bit, a little bit felt like torture. Like I would just be in just the worst space. Cause I just didn't know how to figure something out or, um, where am I going with this? Like, but, like you would get stuck and it would just feel like you would just feel like, Oh, what the fuck? Like, how do like I it would feel like through? it would, it would seem like dry. That's the, mm. that's, that's the word that's going to my brain, like mm. dry. But when I'm like working on a piece of music, it feels like I'm still in the ocean. Like it's a, there's mm. like waves that are coming, but it feels like I'm still in the ocean and I can still like just chill out while I'm there. And then it will come, you know? Mm. Um, but also maybe it's because I'm writing this without anyone over my head and I'm doing it like a hundred percent from me. And normally I think I have like help from people. And, um, that's also another thing I wanted to talk to you about. Cause I was thinking, did you read Amanda Palmer's book? No. The art of asking. No, but I love that. But I want to hear all about that. Will you tell me about that? And then we can go back to the story. Yeah. Um, which did I tell you about that now? Tell me about the book, The uh, Art of Asking. She's this, perf- do you know who she is? She's no. from the Dresden Dolls. She's this amazing performer. And she just wrote a book about asking people for things. And she started off as a statue, you know, the statues that you see in Central Park or wherever. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. Like a fruit, like she would just like freeze all day and people yeah. would get money. yeah. Um, and that's kind of where it began for her, the art of asking and how like anybody who came by, it would be like an exchange of like love or communication for her, you know, and she just sort of makes you think about everything differently. It's pretty Mm -hmm. amazing, but just how, when you ask for something, you have to go in with the expectation that there can be a no for it. Otherwise it's begging or demanding. Mm Mm-hmm is demanding. Yeah. And so I just think that's, and, and accepting the no is also part of the asking and the art yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, you know, when I first started sharing my music with people, I was doing these zooms where I would invite people to come and feeling so insecure about it, you know, about asking for people to come and oh, wait, Lindsay, I'm so yeah. sorry. Can you hold on for one second? Okay. We're back. We're back. Okay. We're back. All right. Sorry. I had to take that quick call. Um, okay. So you were telling me about Amanda Palmer's book, The Art of Asking. You were talking about how, um, like, if you if you ask someone a question with any expectation that they're going to say, like, if the question is in any way coercive, mm-hmm. then, then it's not a very respectful ask. No, then it's like just- demanding or that you're begging, right? Right. So there's There's like some manipulation there. Yeah. So if you're, if you're asking from a really good, honest place, I think 
I, I think I'm just always just, I don't want to bother people. I don't want to, you oh, know, you were talking about your music. You're like, when you, when you started sharing your music and yeah. asked people to be on the zoom calls and you were yeah. like, like, sh- like you felt so guilty. Yeah. What, I don't know where that comes from, but, um, you know, that might, that people's time is more valuable than, you know, like I wanted to put it out there, like only if you really want to come, you know, you can like, this is just like to spread joy and for me to feel more comfortable and to really to share at this point, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just reminds me, I, I think when I say like, oh, I'm a different person from when I was in your seat in the, in the room, it was just like, I think I'm more confident and more like owning who I am as opposed to being like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do anything. You know, I think I just had that mentality for so long. Like, I think I always felt like you needed to do all the things before you do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that you do. I think that it's just like sort of, um, like a facade that we make up in our yeah. brains. It's like a lie that you have to like, you know, start, start at the bottom and then like move to the top or something or that, or you have to have gone to the best school or studied with the best people or, you know, did this job and then that job. It's like, no, your life is unique to you and you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And your art can feel, um, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like I'm messy, like things about me are messy and that that's okay. Like I don't need to be polished up. Yeah. 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 So tell me more about that because I love that so much. Um, like I was watching, um, Instagram and this chick, um, this, this chick, um, God, I can't suddenly remember her last name. Um, but she said something about how like perfection isn't even available to her. Like she was mm. like, this is not perfect and perfection isn't even available to me anyway. And I was like, yes. Yeah. I, I'm not even a perfectionist. Like I'm, I'm like, you know, I always sort of laugh when people say, when people say that, cause I'm just like, it's not even that I'm a perfectionist. It's that, and I, I think maybe I relate to that. Like that's not even possible to be perfect. Right. Like, it's just like, I don't know, like, I don't know why our brains sort of go to this place that things should be a certain way. Like, yeah. why? Yeah. Why do we think that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think because we like to latch on to some sense that we can control things, right? So like, if there's like, if there's a should, if there's like a, this is the perfect version and we can like strive to that, then there's like some order in our, in our universe, right? Like we can just like do that or whatever. Uh, I, a friend just gave me the advice of like, you know, with this musical, it's like, unless someone is literally like handing you money, like in the flesh, don't compromise yet. So don't compromise yet. Is a, a, I feel like a really good, um, it was really good advice. Yeah. Yeah. But then how do you like, how do you, so how have you gotten out of your own way? Like, okay. So, so, all right. So now, so we, we did, we, we talked about the art of asking, which we can talk more about. And, um, so let's go back to the story. So like, basically, I mean, how do you tell the story? Well, I sort of, um, started writing about something that, um, 
was just sort of like this love story mm-hmm. that that was based on something that happened to me and um what I realized with the musical is about is so much of what it is about is like falling in love with myself is really what it, what the journey is of, of the musical and I think like you and, think in the beginning it's about falling in love with someone else yeah and that or yeah and that or is she going to end up with him or is she going to end up with this other person who's been in her life the whole time and it's like by the end you're just like who gives a fuck it's like she like she found herself and like loves herself finally um but And the whole experiencing of writing this thing is like, has been literally what is happening to me, you know, all of these emotions. And I started to look back at my life and realize that all of the people that I've been drawn to, especially men in my life have been people who are very talented and uniquely good at one or two things and being so in awe of them, like, oh my God, how are they doing that? And what I've realized is that like, we sort of date people that are mirrors to ourselves and you know and i think in so many of these relationships whether it be my father or new york city as a relationship or friends boyfriends like that i was just dying to like uncover all of these things about myself that's exactly right yeah so the musical is the journey through that the the journey through this particular story of of this love story that sort of like happens through Instagram and um, like will they or won't they or whatever it is, but makes me reflect. It's almost like that relationship is like a microcosm of like everything that's ever happened. It was like that whole journey of that was like a sped up version of my whole life up until this point. Wow. And so, yeah, so it's so, it's like you're now able, because that's such a complete journey, right? Like, essentially projecting all of your goodness, whatever you want, your talent, your creativity Mm. on these other men um, or, you know, whatever you're in relationship to. Oh, that's so good. He's so brilliant. It's so amazing. And like, you're not. And then seeing over time and through your own burgeoning creativity that you actually possess all of those things that you used to give away so freely to everyone else. Wow. You just said it really perfectly. Um, and, but that, but so, and so now though, like, so, but the, the way the you've gotten to this, like you didn't start out to write a musical about that. No, I mean, it, not it, even at all. This, this has like come in the last month. It's like, oh my God. Okay. This is what it's about. This is, and how it's like, not your typical musical. It's not like Oklahoma or, you know, anything like it's nothing like you've ever seen before. It's, and, but it's, and the old me would have been like, you can't do that. You can't, why not? So what's this process? Like, how did this, how did this unfold so effortlessly for you? I know, I, I know you said that it is actually, there is effort, but, but how did it unfold in a way that feels so oceanic? You know what I mean? Like what you said before, like, it's, it's like, you know, what, how do you think, how did you make space or did you consciously make space? How did you allow for this to, to take place for you? So about two years ago now, I performed, Kat was there for everyone yeah. who's listening. I performed at, I think so, at Katie Lowe's house um, with 
12 women, I think about 12, right? Yeah. Um, And it was a monologue based on the story of what the musical is about. And um, it was a really moving experience for me having all these women there listening. And I didn't, I didn't even know I was actually working on a pilot at the time I wrote that. And I just kept going back. I kept on switching my files. I'm like, let me just write because I was feeling so much. And then I started editing it. And I was like, I think this is something. I don't know what this is, but th- this is an hour. It's a, <laughs> a 30 page monologue. And I had written one song that literally just came pouring out of my fingers. I, I'd taken a couple piano lessons when I was younger, but like can play like some chords if I like, they don't have like minors in them, like the ones that I know at the time. And I just sort of like came up with this melody that I just was like, what is it? Like, I just heard it. And it was just like, I, I still to this day have no idea how I did it, but it was like, it's kind of complex. And it was just like this thing. And I, and I sang the song at the end of the, of the monologue. And I can't remember who it was. I think it might've been Rebecca McFarlane. And she uh-huh. said, it'd be really neat if you've played more songs. And I just laughed. And I was like, I was like, no, I was like, I don't even know how to write a song. I, I don't, she's like, well, you just wrote that song. And I was like, no, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't know where that, what, how that happened. After I did perform that monologue, more of the story happened in real life. Uh-huh. And after the end of that, the completion of that part of the story, um, the musical is so much about story and truth, by the way, also. Mm-hmm. And aren't they the same, honestly? Well, it depends. It depends on how you define those things. Sometimes they are, and other times they are not. And yet story can become truth, but truth can also be disguised by story. Totally. Very often story becomes truth. Exactly. Yeah. Or fortunately, however your truth sort of lands. Yeah. And then, you know, also so much of truth can be either obscured or brought to light by story. So they're so intertwined. I don't really think yeah. that people think about it that that often. And yeah, I yeah. think about it so much, especially for this piece, because I'm just like, because if we think about story as much as we do, doesn't that become our truth? Right. If we're spending as much time in the story, isn't that part of our life? Yeah. What makes that not true? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not a lot. Like if if you're if you are living in some story, then very often that story will start to reflect itself. I mean, look, people, people, people have so many stories about themselves, you know, like people who are like, I'm such a klutz. That's like a, that's a very common story. Right. Right. right, Yeah. Um, And what is that based on? Okay. Maybe, I don't know, like as a kid, you one time fell and someone called you a klutz or, you know, you started to like, you took that on as like some cute self-effacing personality trait. Like I'm such a klutz. I'm such a klutz. And so then, then it's sort of like, well, what is the truth? Are you a klutz? Cause of that one time you did that and then started that story. Right. Or, or, um, have you just been saying you're a klutz this whole time? And like that sort of continually, like you're continually reminding yourself that you're a klutz and doing klutzy things. And like, it all sort of fits into some story you've created, but like, what is the truth? You know? Yeah. What is the truth there? And that's just like one example. I mean, that's you know, great on example. the other yeah. side, people are like, 
you know, they, it might be something that's not very self-effacing. It might be something that's very like prideful, you know, people are mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, I'm famous. Well, are you famous? Like, who are your household name? Like, what does that mean? Well, right. I'm famous. But then if that, if you believe you're famous for long enough, like who's to say you're not famous and then maybe you become <laughs> even more and more and more famous, you know? Right, right, right. So our, our stories can really become true. And then also like, what are the stories that we want to tell? Like, don't we all have like the stories that we tell? Like on, on the daily, you know, or on the yearly, like you're always telling us one story that you have, you know? Yeah. Um, so part of, so part of the story, right. Was that I didn't know how to play music. I've never played music in my mind. I was like, when I, when I, when, even when I say this, I think back like flashes of like there being an after school program once. And it was like, there were keyboards and I wrote this one little thing when I was like probably in third grade and just chalked it off. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I never know what I'm doing. Why should that matter? You know? Yeah. Yeah. To like once when I, I booked a role on Southland, this television show that was, and I played a singer songwriter and felt like such a fake. And I, you know, I had to sing in the audition. I sang, so far away, Carol King song, my favorite mm-hmm. album. Um, and uh, I, I remembered thinking, like knowing at the time, a couple of singer songwriters, and feeling so guilty that they didn't get it. I don't even know if they auditioned for it. And it was like, no, Lindsay, you're an actor. Like you, you went in. I was like the last person they saw, and the creator of the show was like, "Do you play any instruments?" And I was, I was like. They actually asked me, did I play piano? I was like, and I knew I didn't play piano, but I figured that like guitar seemed in my mind easy enough. And I was like, yeah, no, I played guitar. I just flat out lied, which I've never, never yeah. done before. Yeah. And I took like seven guitar lessons in like five days, learned how to play like two, like a song, like decently. Yeah. And, um, but I just remember th- like, I think back at that time, cause they asked me, do I have any of my own songs? And I was like, could you imagine writing your own songs? I was like, I'm, I don't know how to do that. Like, I'm not one of those people that does that. Again, like this, this, that, that was the story that I was creating that I can't yeah. do that. That's yeah. not for me. Yeah. So after, after the, this, the, I, the end of the story of this romance or whatever, I couldn't write anymore. It, it wasn't, I wasn't, I couldn't write like um, prose anymore. It was coming out in song. It was like the craziest thing, Kat. I, I, to this day, I still don't understand. It was like, I was, um, what's the word? Like a, um, you know, like someone else was inside of me, like sort of, what is that called? You know? Yeah, like you were channeling. Channeling, channeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started, and then I, then I took it into my own hands and I started taking piano lessons. And my piano teacher, who is so incredible, she's an intuitive teacher. She teaches like by student. Like she, she knew when I came, when I came, I, I actually wasn't even writing the music yet. Like it was just like, I was just, well, this is interesting. I was supposed to do a play and in the play, the girl plays piano, like a, a song. And so I was like, I need to go, I need to, um, start taking piano lessons so I can learn this piece. And for some reason, I just didn't want to learn this piece. Like every time I'd go, I just like couldn't process the piece for some reason. Which is like that song, you know, people walk down the aisle 
whatever that song is. Yeah. Well, like, dun, 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 dun. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the most famous song, right? And I just like couldn't do it. And then I would just kind of want to, I'd be like, oh, what's this? And I would just like start playing something. And um, I ended up not being able to do that play because I had booked other work, television work. Mm-hmm. And I just continued with the lessons and I would come in with like new songs every day. And she was like, I want you to start she's like, here's, here's a table of contents for your songs now, you know, like, and she would sort of just like guide me and by just letting me just go and not like telling me what to do, or she just gave me all the confidence in the world. And so I really, like, she's become a really close friend and she's like the most amazing, amazing person who ended up leading me to my energy healer. She Uh was like, and I feel like the energy healer works with people who are in jobs that they don't like hmm. and who want to be in creative spaces. And I remember thinking like, I don't really need that. Cause I'm an actor, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm exactly where I want to be. Like I'm not. And I realized like in retrospect, I wasn't doing what I, I, I was supposed to be doing music and I didn't know. So you could be in one area that's creative and sort of still be in the wrong place. Wow. 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 So like, obviously over the last, you know, year and a half, it's the story really has gone from, I don't know what I'm doing. I could never do that to like, I do know what I'm doing and actually like I'm doing the the thing that I'm good at and that's right for me. Yeah. I mean, that's, re- that's still really hard for me. Even when you're saying that I'm like cringing because I'm just like, I, I still know, I still have so much more to learn and to grow and to like figure out and when someone says, oh, you need to change, we should change the key here. I'm like paddling ferociously underneath, like crying, thinking like, I don't know, I can't do that in this moment, but I want to, and I want to understand and like listen and like take all the notes and then try it right then. And I can't, and that's what I find really frustrating. Like when you're an actor and you get a note from a director, like you can just take that direction. Cause it's like yeah. just your body and your instrument and you just know, but yeah. this is like a whole other set of skills that I just am not comfortable. I'm not like a lifelong musician, you know? Right. But like, oh my God, how far have you come in a year and a half? Oh my God. Like imagine like maybe in another year and a half, you're going to be like, sure. Yeah. We can change the gate. <laughs> <laughs> so easy. Um, and then, and then I have like friends who are like, you don't ever have to worry about that. That's not what you need to worry about. You worry about your creative songwriting. Right, and, exactly. And like and someone else, you can pay someone to change the key for you, like when you need to do that. Yes, or like, and so, but I like to sort of, it's the same thing with like production. Like for me, like recording a song, I'm never going to do it. I'm ne- That's one thing I'm just like, no, thank you. That is like, makes my head spin. Like even just like recording this Zoom, I'm like, I'm going to stress out when I know I have to send it back to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the technicalities of like, fuck, like finding like levels or I don't know. But I do believe that like each time you sort of learn, like every time I'm like, oh, I can't do it. And then I sort of learn. It really helps you understand so much more about the bigger picture of everything. Yes, yes, yes. You gain so much more confidence. I mean, I feel like that about writing, like writing, you know, made me such a better actor. I mean, like I was, I used to be so fucking precious about like the words on the page. And then when I started writing, I was like, oh, I mean, sometimes you need to be precious, right? Like you can tell when the words are written so specifically and cleanly and you can tell when you're, you Mm -hmm. know, you're not going to fuck with Aaron Sorkin's writing, right? Right. No. But I mean, there are a lot, a lot of times now where it's like, okay, it's, it's okay if I, and usually 
you know, I mean, I still, whatever, I still try to be pretty word perfect, but um, it just gave me, I just feel so much more comfortable because I feel like I sort of have an understanding of what the writer goes through to write that. And I can mm-hmm. tell when they've really labored over that one speech or they, you know, they made some cuts in it because for length, then like they actually, I could still actually add some words where it makes sense, you know? Totally. Just make it fluid. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's what it, I always think about that. Like I did a podcast with an, uh, with a casting director and I was saying, she was saying what was like the one piece of advice you give to actors. I was, just make it fluid. Like in your auditions, like if there's something that, if there's like a line that you're not comfortable with, like change the how to where or whatever it is, like make it, make it work. Yeah. You yeah. don't need to write new jokes, but like make it work so that yeah. you seem like a human being. Right. Exactly. 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 Sometimes I just like, I, I've been having such a hard time, like doing self tapes. I just want to die. Oh my God. Tell me about it. <laughs> I mean, no, don't like, I, it's like, I try not to talk about acting, but sometimes it's like, Oh no, I don't even want it. I, well, I sort of like have been just kind of passing on stuff unless it's something really yeah, great. Same, Cause I just yeah. don't, I, I just so much work. It. It's just so much work. <laughs> so much Especially work. Especially being so by time. myself and like oh, yeah. doing with the person. Yes. Yeah, so, so you have like somebody on Zoom reading with you. Yeah. Then yeah. I hired a friend and I, I was like, oh, there was like a really good project. And I, of course, did not get it. But it was like, I just loved getting to act again. I felt yeah, like, yeah, oh, I forgot that. I like this. This is good. Yeah. I, I think I'm good at this. But yeah. Yeah. Um, then I had like, I haven't really been going after pilots. This is the story I wanted to tell you. So just like so quickly, because uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it. <laughs> the whole thing was just, what I do love about acting is that your life can sort of change on a dime. And I've always loved that. Like, I just love the idea that you could get an appointment tonight and then tomorrow, like your life can change. Like you could right. get the job and then- You get the job and you could move somewhere else and you could just have this whole experience that leads to, you know. Yeah. Just you know, like you're sort of in your schedule and your routine, and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, I, I like just, I like love that. That's, that's one of the part things I love. Um, and so I wasn't really going out for pilots, and I get, I couldn't fall asleep, and I took a Benadryl, and I, my agent had been calling at seven a.m., seven thirty, eight, eight thirty, and finally at nine, I was like, hello, <laughs> and she's like. <laughs> You have an appointment, a Zoom producer session at 1030. And I was like, and I knew I had run, run out of coffee. So I had to like run oh my God. Know, to go get coffee. And I'm like, can I just look, let me just read the script first. Like, cause I, you know, I, I personally have not had producer sessions on Zoom. This was the first one. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. And so I ran, I read it. I got the coffee, came back. I got, ended up getting it pushed like an hour, but still I was like, I, I wanted to like, Sure. I looked terrible. I just was just like, I had a sense from the audition that it was like, um, I could improvise and uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I, I was right. And so the appointment happened, improvise. I ended up singing a song for them because the guy heard, because it was like, I won't say what it is because like if I give something away, then people will yeah, yeah. be like, oh, she was up, whatever. Yeah. So I, hang, I finished the audition. It was like, wow. I was like, that was great test deal like an hour later I think this Amazing. was like the day after I talked to you right oh great test deal I was like I haven't tested I haven't tested since living biblically since the show that I was on yeah I was like it's been a long time since I've tested um and 
I was like really happy with like the money. I was like, wow. I was like, yeah. and I was like, this is, a, this is a fun role. This is so cool. This is like, and then, um, I test, I read with the lead guys and it was like, I was like, couldn't have gone better. I was like, casting director called and was like, she's, we love fan- you. Well, she's a fantastic actress. I was like, Oh, that's all I needed to hear. I yeah, was just yeah. like, I was feeling like such a bad actor for, for months. I was like, I don't even know how to be a human being in a oh, scene. I don't even know what to do yeah, anymore. Yeah. And, um, it just seemed like everything was going my way. Like everyone just seemed really high on it. But in my, in my, I read my horoscope that day. Yeah. And everything kept saying, like, I read it like the day before it was like, focus on the thing that you were focusing on. Focus, stop thinking about this other thing. And then I didn't, I didn't get it, but it was between me and the other girl, but I was just like, and it felt like, I just felt so used. I, that's that's oh, the only way I can describe no, it because it was just yeah. like, it was like someone proposed to me in like after meeting me for like 10 hours and yeah. then it was like we were getting married and then all of a sudden it was like, nope. Like it won't yeah. affect me at all that I didn't get it, but it would have, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, and then I was just like, what a weird business. Like haven't had, and I've, I've just passed on everything since then because I was just like, it was just too much. It was, it was just like too much disappointment for a moment. Like- you're good for a little while yeah yeah I was like but it was like just, unless there's like some major interest like you can, no. you can kind of protect yourself for a minute yeah but I was like I didn't ask for this I didn't yeah. ask for this pain to yeah. like feel like not chosen and I, I think know. that's like um that's just like sort of a moment in the musical but what it made me realize and how I used it for myself and for the musical was like sometimes things are exactly what they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That was just supposed to be what it was. And yeah. um, I think some, so many times we're like, Oh God, if I could have just like been with this person for a little bit, like, Oh, couldn't we just like see what it's like to go to the movies and, and just be together. And it's like, no, like it's supposed to be what it is because yeah. that's all it can be. Well, that's just like, I mean, you know, I guess someone really religious would call it faith, but you could just also just call it trust. Like there's some like trust that you have that truly, truly you are going in the direction that you are meant to go in. And that like the things that happen to you in your life are leading to a beautiful place that Mm -hmm. you have a beautiful life. You've always had a beautiful life. You've had disappointments, you've had sadnesses, you've had losses, um, but that ultimately you have a good life. You will continue to have a good life and life is working out for you. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like, you know, if, if, if anything goes to prove that, like certainly this musical as it's unfolding is that, I mean, fuck, Mm -hmm. like, so like, okay. So, 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 so sort of like very organically you went from like never having really played any instruments so like now like writing I mean how many songs do you have um like almost 20 maybe okay so now you have 20 songs that you've now written and composed all by yourself and you have all these like big wigs interested in helping you now bring this musical to the stage in like a real real way yeah 
So how did that happen? Like, how can you describe the process of like, just like asking your 12 girlfriends to meet up in a living room to hear your songs to like suddenly actually getting this musical into the hands of people who can really, really impact its life and like make a big difference? Um, I feel like everything sort of just really happened organically. Like I, I, I feel like I was never asking anyone that was, that's like the weird part. So I, Linda Perry ended up hearing one of my songs because I was asking her advice about recording. And if maybe if she knew some young kids who wanted to record for a couple hundred dollars, like I had one song that felt really ready and I was, and she was like, well, send me the song, Lindsay. And I'm like, Linda, I'm not going to send Linda Perry the song. I'm like, and she's like, just send it to me. And so I send it to her and then like three. This is someone you knew like casually, like how did, well, I, I, Sarah Gilbert is one of my close friends and they have a kid together and they're, and so I've always known Linda for like the past few years I've known her. Um, and, uh, but like, you know, so intimidated, you know, by her because she's a legend, you know, and I I was just like, and three and a half minutes later, she called me and she's like, this is great. I was like, she texted me and I'm like, she's like, I want to record it. And I was like, what? And so then that happened and it was like the most amazing experience I ever had. I've never been in a recording studio. But it's like, but here's what is interesting to me. Like before you and I started recording, we were catching up a little bit. And you also mentioned that just over the weekend, you had a moment where you're like, I can't do this. And she was like, yes, you can. Like, yes, you can do this. So it's not like, it's like at every step of the way, your confidence only increases. It's like, no, no, it's right? uh, uh, yeah. I mean, there's days where I'm just like crying in my bed. Cause I'm just like, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. And every time I do that, everyone's like, yes, you do. Yes, you do know what you're doing. That's just, so it's like, I think you just have to constantly hear that encouragement because it's so important. Cause you could just get so lost in all of like, in all the ways that you're failing in mm-hmm. your head. Um, and I think she sort of, we sort of just connect on a a way that feels like so perfect for that. Like she's, she's very grounded. And I think she sort of brings my floatiness down to meet her, you know, or like where it feels like, you know, if a song's not working, she's like, it just needs to be more emotional. You know, where, where's the emotion behind it? It's like, it's like, she's like in my brain. And so I have to kind of dig deeper and be like, okay, yeah, let me try to figure this out. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, microphone. <laughs> um, uh, so it's just like, I've never gotten to like be in this world, you know, it just feels so good to just feel like a musician. Yeah. I never knew what that was like. Yeah. Yeah. Those were, that was for the cool people. That was for the people who knew how to do things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And also like, so what, are, what, what's your, what, what, what is your day to day? Like, I mean, do you spend every, how often do you write? Do you write every day? How many hours a day? Like, how does it go? I mean, usually I'm just like hearing something in my brain, like a, I sort of like work on like two songs at a time. It usually feels like I'm going back between two, but I, wake up and I just go to the piano, put it on the soft pedal. So neighbors don't hear, I usually hear stuff right in the morning. It's like when I need to, and I, I mean, sometimes I'm, I'll just be at the piano until like, I know I have a yoga class I want to take and then, you know, go for a walk and then come right back. I mean, I don't think I ever stop. It just feels right. like nonstop. Right, 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 right. I right. think about all the time that I was like doing that. 
I mean, I don't have kids, so it's like, I feel like entirely different for me than most people, but or my age. Do you want kids, by the um, way? That's like a super personal question. That's not personal. I don't know. I don't, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, I froze my eggs like uh, now two years ago. Yeah. yeah. Almost two years ago. Um, and now it's like, I don't know, it's like that really kind of filled the void for that point where I was like, right, oh, right. Okay. Right, right. Not but it doesn't mean anything. I mean, I could still have them naturally too. And, or I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't yeah. seem like something I want right now. It's not your focus right now. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's not even, I, but it's like, I know that I have to think about it because, you know, it would be the good, a good time. Yeah. Yeah. To have yeah. them. Um, okay. So you wake up and you, you, do you just go right to the, I mean, do you have any other kind of like morning practices? Do you meditate? Do you journal? Do you? Um, I, I, do like a seven minute meditation from my energy there that, but I, I will, I'll go like two months without doing it. You know, uh-huh. um, I, I like make my coffee, grind the beans, make a regular pot of coffee, like, you know, old school coffee mate, you know, um, and then you sit down at the piano. Yeah. And then I like, I'm always just like staring at the piano and then thinking, I'm just like thinking about my, and I'm just like, Usually when it's like percolating, then I'm at the piano and I come back and I go back and then I have post-its all over, all over the piano, all over my walls, everything. Just like little quotes that I've sort of, will just keep popping up. Like, like lyrics then, sort of, or? Well, this is also, I guess, for the, for the play too. So it's like, I'm simul, I just wrote the treatment for the play. So that's uh-huh. been like, that's been really hard. Like you mean for like for the book of the musical, right? Yeah, just yeah. Which is yeah. Sorry, um, but I don't even know anything about like I know nothing about music. I mean, I love musicals, but I don't know. I don't know a book writer. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. like this is just me writing what I think this is. You know, what, yeah. n- not what I think, what it is. I'm writing what it is, which is like a series of monologues, and it will be played. Seven women will be playing the, the same character. Yeah, and. Um, they'll all be completely different. I'm like, there's zero typecasting for this musical. Yeah. Um, you just have to be a nice person. <laughs> nice person and really talented and yeah. like just capable of being really real and authentic and bringing yourself. Um, but I just have these like little quotes that I, that I think of and why they always keep popping up. And so I write them down and just put them on walls and eventually they get into the script somehow. Amazing. Yeah. 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 And so these, like these things just come to you, like in a moment where you're in the shower or where you're like walking a lot of, a lot of the time. Well, I hear things in the shower and I hear things when I'm walking. So like when I just go for a walk without thinking, like I usually tell myself, don't think about what you're trying to think about so that it just comes. And like, just know that when you're so frustrated with a song, when you're like, feel like you're going to die, that's when it, you just like a week later is when it sort of will come. Mm. So I sort of just like, I'm, and I'm so not used to that process. Every time I'm like, I'm never going to figure it out. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. Oh, oh, that's what it is. It's like, usually because I'm not, I usually say to me myself, what do I really want to say? What am I really trying to say here? Mm-hmm. And what, what's not coming across? And mm-hmm. if I can't answer that, then I know I like, haven't finished it. And so then what do you do? You just put it aside. Do you just like actively put it aside and trust that you'll get all the information that you need? Um, 
I wish it was as like casual as that and like really accepting (laughs) the the neurotic version of that and being like, I guess it will come. Yeah. Right. And then like, and then it just like, like I kept, this sounds really weird, but like I, I kept, I live in Santa Monica now and I kept walking down Montana and every time I passed the Whole Foods on Montana, I just kept hearing this melody. Like every time I'd, I'd be like, and I, this is usually what happens. Oh, that's already a song. That's a song, right? That's a song. Yeah. And usually those are the best, those are my best melodies because I'm positive it's someone else's melody. I'm like, surely I've heard the song. And then I was like, oh no, you're supposed to be writing the song. And I like ran home and I was just like, and I just did into into the phone, like, like, Um, and I'm like, oh, that's it. That's the, that's the, the bridge, you know? And it was just like, and it just like comes, it's like the craziest, most incredible, it feels magical. Wow, wow. That's why I feel like music is magic. And I just feel like, I think that's why I get mad sometimes. And I'm like, how did I not, like, it's been inside of me this whole time. And I didn't, I wasn't able to access it because I didn't have the confidence. Mm. I, I keep thinking about this. I was like, oh, I want to talk about this with Kat. Um, the word brave, like, really annoys me. Oh, yeah? Tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I really don't like when people are like oh she's so brave because I know what it implies in my and I think people have different meanings of what that means yeah but to me it's like she's not very good and therefore she's brave to be putting it out there oh oh yeah 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 I see what you mean right like 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 she's so brave because like right there's so, some shortcoming or something and so she's exposing yes. herself yeah, what, like, right. yeah. I I'm hoping that that's not what people are thinking. I, how are they um, defining brave? No, I mean, I when I I mean, I would call you. That's not the first thing I would call you, by the way. But if I but I wouldn't not call you brave. But I guess if I were to call you brave, it would be like. I mean, to me, what's impressive is just like you're like um, you're just like wait, waiting so so wholly into unknown territory. Um, Like, you know, you spend a lot of time on this musical. I mean, this is always sort of with writing in general. It's like, it takes a lot of time and like, you don't Mm -hmm. necessarily know if you're going to finish it or like, like, it's not like anyone's paying anything. Exactly. Like you're just like, like before there was even producers involved, I was just writing this thing. Like I had no idea how it, it was, it would ever come to be, like if anyone was going to be interested. And so that's why it felt so organic because I was just, the only reason I got producers was because I just shared it. I just, it wasn't even a pitch. It was just like me sharing and be like, this is what I'm I mean, up to. I think like, I mean, I do, I think, I mean, see, I, I, brave isn't the word that would come to mind. To me, what comes to mind is like, um, like it, it, you know, and, and I think we talked about this on the, the last recording of this podcast, <laughs> which, you know, which one day we'll have a party and let's do, but like, I think it's, you know, like everyone probably who you invited to that initial living room session showed up because like we, like it was, of course we want to hear you do your monologue. Of course we, but like, I think it would be a hard thing for a lot of people to ask their friends like, Hey, come and 
Hey, like I have something I want to share. It's not ready yet. It's not perfect. I just kind of wrote it out. Like, it's just me reading this monologue, blah, blah, blah. It's very rough, but like, I want to share that with you. And I think, you know, and the same with like the zoom, the zoom concerts, like that you have, um, like you've asked, you know, you've asked for a community, you've asked for listeners, you've asked for witnesses and you've very, very easily gotten that. And that's, that's impressive to me. Like, I think, so that's bravery. Do you think? I don't know why I have such a negative connotation and I, and I shouldn't, I think, I think it's like, there's something wrong with me that I'm, that I'm thinking that because it's like, it, it almost feels like I'm being ungrateful for the compliment or something, but it feels like my heart, like every time I hear that, like, I really like have such like a feeling like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Look, like everything's, everything's brave that you're doing. Being an artist is brave. Period. Right. It, it requires a lot of, um, I guess to me, brave is sort of a willingness to go beyond fear or to walk through fear, mm-hmm. um, which to me has no negative connotation, you know, yeah. like, like where you feel hesitation, where you feel fear, can you, um, like, can this other part of you sort of say, like, I feel this fear and I'm doing it anyway, you know, that, that requires bravery for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe it just feels like, and I think I always feel like of this, like a little girl, you know? Well, I mean, here's the, the interesting thing. So like, this is the, like, this is where we go back to story, right? Like, so at mm-hmm. some point, like at some point you learned or picked up a habit of being like, no, I'm not the number one. You're the number one. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. I'm not the one that has the musical. You're the one that has the musical, you know? Um, and so like always interesting to think like, where did that story come from? You know? And in a big way, yeah, it requires a lot of bravery to get beyond that story. Um, or certainly a lot of intentionality, because mm-hmm. like most of us feel very comfortable in our stories. That's what's made our personalities. Like, can you fucking imagine you? I mean, by the way, this is a very, this is like part of your personality. It's very ingrained to be like, no, no, I don't know how to do the thing. Right. No, like I could never do the thing. How, how could I ever do the thing? Like that's you. I mean, that's right. like, that's like, that's a huge part of your persona, mm-hmm. but like, there's a whole other option for you in this life where you're like, right. actually, yeah, like I've worked my whole life on this. Like I've always trained as an actor. I studied the piano a little bit when I was little, but music has always sort of been interesting and kind of like come naturally to me, but I didn't really pay that much attention to it. But then I started paying attention to it and I put, paid more attention to it. And I've set my life up in a way that allows me to be maximally creative and like, yeah. Like I'm going to own that. Like, yeah. 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 Like, could you fucking inhabit that? Like, I know I think of it's no, one, like I always think about, you know, if I were to be on a, like, you know, WTF, right. That podcast I've been listening to, you listen to that Mark Maron? Ever? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, you know, and I've had friends on it and I'm just like, I always just imagine like, oh, I can't wait to like be in Mark Marin and like 
talk about my life and, you know, like get really deep and like, you know, just be my most authentic self. And like, would he like me and think I was interesting? And would we have a good talk? And would it get deep? And he think I was being honest and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I think the missing piece always for me was like, oh, this is, this is what I want to talk about. This is the music and what, who I really am. That's that like, now I feel like excited to talk about myself because I feel like I'm finding myself and that feels so good. Like, it's like, I think for so long, I've, I've sort of just been, it's been locked, locked inside of me. Mm -hmm. And like, now I just feel free, like free. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's like your hang up with the word brave is just like bravery almost like implies some like hurdle to overcome. Right. Right. Like that's not really what your experience is right now. Like it's like the hurdles have kind of melted away. Right. Right. And so, and, and so maybe the hard part about the bravery thing is like, it's actually what's hard is owning how useful this is. Because if you owned how useful this is, you would have to completely lose this thing of like, I can't do it. I'm not enough. Like right. if you really were to say like, actually, like it's, it's amazing. Like, I don't know how it's happening. And sure, like maybe it goes away and I feel scared sometimes. And like, I mean, it just all feels like this imag magical, amazing thing. Like, but like I'm doing it and I can't believe it. And I'm so proud of myself and holy fuck, like, this is amazing. Like to, 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 to inhabit that energy is so powerful that it's like, it's like, it's like intimidating. You know I have I mean? a huge smile on my face for those who aren't watching, just like watch that be, be the better version of myself. And like, it's actually in my brain, <laughs> but like, yes, no. And then sometimes it feels like, am I being obnoxious? But I feel like, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like I'm making music that I love. Like this is the music that I've always wanted to hear. That's why people are musicians because they're making stuff that doesn't exist. Right. Like, yeah. Like, and so you should, it should be your favorite music. It should be. If yeah. you're creating it, because why else would you be creating it? Like, and also like what a waste potentially if like you go through this period where, you know, you're waking up every morning and drinking your coffee and writing your music and like things are, you know, doors are opening for you so organically and like all of the stuff, like what a shame if you go through this whole period without giving yourself the joy that that should bring yeah and i i think i i think i know I, I know i am giving myself that joy okay like, good okay good. yes but so I, then maybe are you do you have a sh you have shame about the joy um it's possible I, it's possible um i once dated this i guy mean here's the thing yeah yeah not like look i'm not saying like it's not like you're you're like i mean i don't know what you know, I don't fucking know what it looks like. If you're like, I'm so happy, so joyous. Like, it's not like, <laughs> you know, like I'm not saying it's like, that, like the energy you step into is like, you know, like Tom Cruise hopping the couch, you know what I mean? On Oprah or whatever. Like it does, it's not like, I'm not saying like there, there's not some idea about like some manic joy or something like, but to me, I think like there is like in my imagination, there's like a way to really inhabit like what a gift you're living in quietly, like in a quiet, really profound kind of grounded way, you know? Yes. And I think, I, I think mostly it's that I feel like I'm finally expressing myself. 
think that's really like, I don't think I was able to do that in, in this way. I mean, I really like writing monologues. I think I always felt like that. And like dialogue's fun too, but there's something about a monologue that I feel like, oh, like, that's really me. Cause it's like, it's kind of like prose. It's yeah. like almost like a song. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so it was just sort of like navigating to, and then all of a sudden when I was like, I can do this and just sit down at the piano and like come up with something is like such a gift. And, you know, like sometimes I don't even know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. And I'm just like, and all the people who I know who are these like famous musicians are like, you're doing it. You're doing it. That's all you need to know. You're not, you're doing, you know exactly what you're doing because you're doing yeah. it. And I'm yeah. like, okay. Yeah. Wow. This is, this feels good that like, and just the thought of, and I haven't gotten to this part yet, but um, although I had one friend, I taught her one of my songs and she sang it and I just nearly died. I was like, and I played piano for her and I was, and that was something I've never done. I've never accompanied like anybody. Accompan yeah. Yeah. And I was like, and it made me understand the song so much more and was like yeah. partly the reason where I'm like, no more, I, I don't want this just to be me. I want this to be this collective universal experience for women. Yeah. And I almost just like collapsed into the piano because it was just the most beautiful thing I'd ever heard. And I was like, I just want to hear people sing the songs like, and just like being like, oh, I'm going to sing that. I'm going to sing that Lindsay Craft song for an audition. It's like to wrap my brain around the fact that I might be an artist that people listen to feels like the most extraordinary thing. And I like cannot wait for that moment in time. Oh I, I will appreciate every second of that, but like, well, so here's my question. Like if you could flash forward and like, just in your imagination, become yourself 20 years from now, what would you want yourself to know now? Like what could the Lindsay who's 20 years wiser tell the Lindsay now? Um, I would guess like to have patience maybe mm. was it. I mean, this whole thing has been such a test of patience, I think. Mm. Um, and just to enjoy it as much as you're enjoying and um, keep learning and growing. And I don't know what you would say. Um, I don't know. I'm really imagining those are, that. Those are beautiful things though. What did I say? That you said to have patience and oh, yeah. you said to really like trust and that like it's happening and enjoy and yeah, grow and listen and like all the it's so funny things. how we haven't even like talked about the past, I guess because we have in the past, right? Well, but like, well, also it's sort of like when something when the present is so full, you know. Mm. like such like there's it's so fall it's so fall but the trick is so I think is that it's always so fall it's always so fall it's just like do we know it or not do you know like are we letting ourselves feel it and see it you know we always have this choice like you know you could choose a different thing right now like you could wake up every morning and instead of go to the piano be like oh I have to do this or this other thing or you know like you could <laughs> You know, I mean, but but this is what people do sometimes. I mean, I do it sometimes where like I, you know, instead of doing the thing I really want to do, I do the thing that I think I should do. 
you know, Mm -hmm. because I don't know, because maybe I think that that thing is more virtuous or whatever. And of course, sometimes it it probably is, you know, like maybe like the part this, there's a part of me that wants to like get on Instagram, but another part of me thankfully goes, no, you should meditate, you know? And so maybe that is worth listening to sometimes. I I, like, I've been stressing, like, sometimes I feel like I build a problem, you know, if there's sort of like, just to do that. Like there's a friend of mine who I've reached out to a couple of times, a a few times, and she's not coming back to me. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, (laughs) I can't help but feel it's upsetting me, obviously. And it's like, are like, I don't want to, she might have her own, I don't know what her boundaries are. I don't know if she's like, not, you know, I've seen her on Instagram and stuff. She's not a super close friend. She's a friend though, Mm -hmm. like someone who I know really likes me. Mm-hmm. but she hasn't gone back to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, and I, and I looked and I was sort of setting her up with another friend of mine because mm-hmm. she just moved to the town and, um, and she didn't get back to that. I said, I want to connect you guys. And I'm like, I'm having a hard time with it. Yeah. 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 And so, and so like how much of that, like how much of your day is that, is that occupying? Um, for five minutes. Maybe per 10 minutes, minutes. Per, per hour, like what, like five oh, minutes no, I'm an saying hour, like maybe, No, no, maybe think about it three minutes a day. Sure, sure, sure. So but that's really... more than I should be. No, but I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be even, but like, <laughs> and there's always something. If it wasn't that, I'd probably sure. find something else, you know? Yeah. The meditation really helps me with that, you know? And mm. um, just your like, seven I minute always, a day one. Yeah. yeah. I think- but I just, I do feel like I, I hate the thought of someone being upset with, upset with me. I hate it. Yeah. Well, we all fucking do, but, but yeah. she's definitely not upset with you. Like there's no, what, why would she be upset with you? I know. I definitely know. not. She's just like caught up. She just moved to town. I mean, there's just like so much happening. You know what no, I mean? She's not the one who moved to town. Oh, oh, oh like another one. It doesn't yeah. matter. The point is, it's just, there's <laughs> no way, like it, it's definitely not that like, by the way, I'll tell you, I'm the fucking worst sometimes. Like sometimes someone will reach out to me and it takes me so long to get back to them sometimes because like, you know what it usually is? It's usually like they reach out to me. I'm like, fuck, I love that person so much. I want to have a full conversation with them. Like I can't just text them back. Like I actually want to like catch up and like, I want to know about their life. And like, there's like all this stuff, but like, I don't have the time to do that right now. So I'll just Mm -hmm. like wait to answer that text until like I have that time, but then like that time doesn't come. Cause like a million other things pile up. And then like, you totally. know, a month later I'll be like, Oh my God, I can't believe I never answered your text. I'm so sorry. Like I, you know right. what I mean? I think there were just like, I probably, I went back and I was like, Oh, I texted her like six times, you know? And yeah. I was like, but all for different things, like never saying like, how are you, you know? Yeah. And so I, I don't know why I talked to my therapist. About well, here's my question. Like, so like, let's say, so, okay. So, right. So we all have little annoyances cause we're human, right? Like we're mm-hmm. in a body. So we're going right. to have minor annoyances, mm-hmm. physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Like we're going to sometimes be like, fuck. Uh, right? right. So like, how do we, um, how do you like, I mean, so you have this, this thing sort of pouring forth 
now. So it, it's probably fairly easy for you to like sort of jump into the river of creativity and kind of lose yourself in, in that. Is it mm-hmm. fairly easy right now? But like when it's not as easy, like say like, could you conjure the last time that like it felt like you had to kind of generate a little bit to like stay? Uh, yeah, that usually happens like if a song, like if I have to figure something out in the song, this is not working. Yeah. And so like, how do you, so, so, so talk to about, talk about your process in sort of like, do you like say like, okay, I'm going to figure this out in the next hour. Do you like force yourself to sit down or do you go the opposite direction where you're just like, oh, I'll let myself be distracted and hopefully come up with the answer. Or do you focus on something totally different? Like, how do you? Well, I've also been doing these watercolor paintings and sometimes I go to that. Um, I just did one this morning actually, cause I was like, I feel like I just need to feel that energy. And I, I haven't been doing them in a while because it does take a, a lot of focus, but sometimes um, it gets me to a place where it, I get excited to go back to the music because I've been focusing on that. And so yeah, things- wait, so that's like a whole other thing you've been doing. So Jason, and just start with Jason Ensor. Oh, that he, well, he sort of like takes these really pretty photographs and I just- Is that like, how it started? You just decided yeah, to paint his yeah. pictures? Okay, but had you painted before? A little bit, but like- I, I had on like canvases with like real paint, acrylic paints, but I felt like I found these watercolor pencils that I actually bought for Andrew for my partner and I, and he'd never used them. And I was like, I just was I just like, oh, love those. the watercolor pencils. Yeah, I love those. Um, oh, in general, you mean? In general, I have some, yeah, and I love them. They're, love- they're so, uh, they're so it's beautiful. Satisfying. Right? Yeah. yeah. So satisfying. Um, and I was like, um, oh, I'm just going to try to paint this beautiful photograph that Jason Ensler took. And then I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And then Andrew was like obsessed with it. And he was like, I'm hang-. he's like, this is going in my museum. You know, he's like, this is beautiful. And then I started yeah. just like, I think this was in the beginning, the very beginning of quarantine. I didn't even have watercolor paper. So I was doing them on like, just like a pad. And then- But like, so this is something though, that like a lot of people in the world, you know, people talk about wanting more creativity in life. And by the way, we're, we're, we're wrapping this up. Um, okay. But like, like, this is something like, I mean, that's really inspiring, you know? Like, you're not a painter, just like you're not a musician. And no. like, you were just like, oh, I'm gonna, what? Like, I think I'll just try to paint this. Like, what? Well, I started, well then, then people started asking if they could purchase them. And so then that was like a whole thing that I had, like a whole session with my therapist about, like, I'm like, I can't charge people for these. And she's like, yes, you can. And, you know, she's like a big art person. And I have my friend Sarah is like a big art person. And she's like, and I, of course, I'm like, I can't charge more than $50. Are you crazy? Like, they're like, you must charge at least $300 a painting. Yeah, and I, yeah. And so um, right now I'm working, um, have someone doing the website, but I'm going to give half to charity and I'm figuring out which, where I want to donate it. Um, But, and so that makes me feel better about charging that much, but like, it's again, like not valuing. No, but like, how do you tell like the, the person who like, let's say maybe had some art in their, in their youth, you know, or like did art classes or theater classes or whatever in high school. And now just like, doesn't do any of that. Like how, how does I just, that, I just say like, sit down and, and just do it. And or like you, when you carve out time or how does it work? Um, just happens organically. Do you keep the art supplies out to just sort of be very available? Yes, to yeah, you? they are out like, and they can go back into a drawer and, but I take them out and they're usually, I just leave them on the table, on the kitchen right. table. Right. So your materials are very available. You don't have yeah. to. Yeah. 
But then I feel like, you know, it makes me feel guilty because it's like, I, you know, I know how privileged I am to be able to just do that and have a, a, a job that allows me to like have so much extra time, you know, in between working and stuff. Um, so I don't know, like if someone is like deep in their work, you know, I don't know how they can find the creative time, but I think it's just like, instead of going on Netflix, just like go with an empty piece of paper and see what happens. Right. You know, right, or go right. to your piano or your keyboard and try writing a song. Like, right. Cause I'm Fuck telling it. you to. That's what you did. You just tried. Yeah. And no one ever told me try writing a song. Like right. I had to figure that out on my own, you know? And right. I just, um, I just feel like there's so much, there's, there's so much inside of, of us all. But also, is- and again, like, I, I want to wrap this up, but also like, I feel like I kind of remember like a change in you, honestly, like around the groundlings time, right? Like there was some time I feel like maybe like four years ago, oh, like, yeah. I feel like it's like, you were like an actress and then you were just like, oh, you know what? I'm going to start taking, that was it. I saw you and you're like, I'm taking these improv classes and I'm obsessed all of a sudden. And you were just like, obs- you got obsessed with. Oh, yeah. No, one's so interesting. I was thinking because I got obsessed with it. I wasn't very good. Like that was something I was like, I wasn't like, and I kept pushing and pushing and pushing and like trying to get on these teams. And it was just like ridiculous. But um, I realized that I had, what I really wanted was a community, right? Like it was just like, I wanted to be able to perform. That's what I, that was what the goal was to do all these things so that I can get on that stage twice a week because that would make me so happy. But what I found on my own is performing in the way that feels really organic to me that I can do on my own, you know, which I always felt like it was really hard to like connect with other people and like listen and be in the scene when I think I probably had so much going on in my brain that mm. needed to get out. So like, I think that was, I was just, myself was distracting from, from being really present in these, in improv scenes. Mm. And so like, there's this thing called musical improv, right? And I was like, could I not be more perfect for that, right? Could not get an audition to, to audition for the musical improv team. Like, that's all I wanted. Yeah. And I realized because I was in a class and I found that I was, I was good at it, but I would st- I would be like, oh, that was a really good melody. Like I would, I would be thinking about the melody that I had in one of the scenes uh-huh. and like just be obsessed, obsessed with it and wanting to keep going with that. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I've been a songwriter this whole time. And that's what, like, that's why I was obsessed with the musical theater improv because it was my closest thing to getting to where I needed to be. But what I love though, is that like, you didn't stop anywhere, you know, like you didn't like, you didn't fucking know when you started hanging out at Groundlings, you didn't know when you became an actress, you didn't know when you became a model, that you would become an actress, that you become an improviser, that you'd become a painter, that you would become a musical writer. Like what? <laughs> like, but you just kept following, like giving space to your your creativity. Like you just kept prioritizing your creativity and at every level and just like letting that, letting it unfold as it would. And then following the new impulses. Yeah. You'll paint a painting. Okay. All right. Yeah. You'll write a song. You've never written one before, but yeah. Okay. You'll, you'll write this long monologue and have your friends listen to it. Like there's sort of something very like uninhibited about your artistry. Like you allow it, you make space for it. You thank you. I never even think of it like that, but I think I'm just like, just trying to get the most out of life, really, to be honest, and like really try to like, be as expansive and as authentic as I can be in this lifetime and feel like just get 
my art out there so people can um, connect. I feel like that's all that's all I ever want to do is connect. And I feel like the music that I'm that I write connects to like past experiences. And I feel like I find that a lot of the stuff I'm writing is like very relatable, even though it's so specific to me. It's like this. I just this one song that I have is called I Know, and it's about like um, how I know everything about you, right? Like I know everything about you and I know exactly how to make you happy at all the right times. And, and then the chorus is like, so I hide my light so that your shines brighter, mm. but I fly highest when you're gone. Mm. Is that wrong? And it's just like, this whole song is just like, I know, like, just keep, you know, like, let you shine. I'm going to just keep letting you shine. And then it's like, here I am in the corner, like not, but like, and the bridge is like, I'm talented too, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just like that feeling of, of just like wanting to belong and, and somehow feeling like someone is pushing you down and it's like yourself, you know, cause it's like, as if you just keep on being, and you brought this up and I'll never forget this. And it's so much a part of the musical is like when I, there is, there's a part in the monologue when I'm talking about how I was honest the whole time. And, um, and Kat said to me, I think I challenged that actually. I don't think that you were being honest. And I was like, my heart dropped. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm like, think I'm like the most honest person in the world. She's like, I don't think like, I think you knew exactly what was going on and you weren't expressing your feelings about that. And I was like, yeah, a hundred percent was not, um, being truthful in that way. You know, I'm always mm -hmm. truthful with like factual stuff and, you know, yeah, you're, you're okay to hurt yourself, but if it's at all uncomfortable for someone else, you'll happily sort of sit on that. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I think a lot of us can relate with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like being, um, just as authentic as I possibly can be and really just like listening to all the sides of the story Yeah. And really being like, Oh, okay. Let me just, let me really own up to this and yeah. try and grow. Yeah. I just yeah. think like the word that's come up over and over again in this podcast is listening. Like I always make a transcript of these podcasts and I'm curious to see how many times we've said the word listen or listening. Um, that it's just really stunning stuff. It's just stunning stuff on so many levels. And, and I feel like this is a great time to end because everything you just said about connecting and, um, living your best life, I think is so beautiful. Did you not, did, you didn't hear my New York song? No, do you want to, do you want to play it? Should I play it? Yeah, fuck it. But because <laughs> I was just, because it's all about listening. And it, let me oh just, my God. so when, let me see if I can move this. I'll just have to do it very carefully. Yes, you guys, we get a song on this podcast. Are you kidding? Let me see if I can do this. Uh, hold on. I'm not sure I can do this. Although, by the way, I don't need, we don't need to see you necessarily. You just need to move the mic, right? Oh, no, you okay. do. Wait, I can't tell. Wait, I, hold on. Yeah, if you just like rotate it toward the. If I, hold on. All right, we're working on some technical things oh, here. Shit. You can cut this part out, right? Yeah, we can, we can, we can, we can cut. Um. What was I going to say? Well, it's all about um, listening. 
that um oh right you don't have to see me um yeah I don't have to see you to hear the song but it was like as long as the mic is directed I know I want to see if hopefully because it's all attached so I don't know if I can carry it over hold on oh yeah I just keep doing a little bit at a time. But when I moved to New York, like after college, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait. Like, um, I can't wait for the world to, to, to see me. Like, I can't wait to get discovered. But like, I didn't even know what I wanted to do, but I was just like, I can't wait to just like be in, be in the, in the, in, in the thing, you know, like, yeah. And, um, but I wasn't offering anything. I was just saying like, here I am. Like, and I, I just wasn't listening. I wasn't listening. And I, you know, I think for so long, like it was that I wasn't listening to myself and I mm. wasn't listening to the, um, we're almost there. We're almost there. Cause I want to be able to hold on. Okay. This is called, um, tentatively called the New York song or somewhere over the city. <clears throat> okay. Sparkling lights at such great heights that perfect pretzel Moved to New York City. 
such new york city is the fucking best it really is i haven't been there in like two years i I know and i I just i think so much of like and that's sort of like it was like the city was like a mirror to what was inside of me yeah sparkling lights are you kidding if you're not a sparkling light (laughs) i don't know what you are I didn't even, and just thinking, just wanting people to understand like who I was as a person, but that yeah. like, you're not going to under, you're not going to understand me unless I understand who I am, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just the journey of, of that. And, you know, I didn't sing it that well, but whatever. You know? Oh my gosh, please stop with that, Lindsay. I mean, fuck. But, but can I tell you that song? Um, like I was so like desperate to like try to understand like, what the ending was and then finally I came oh my god oh right she doesn't she no one's listening to her she's not you know like she's not hearing herself and like I was like oh how do I you know sum that all up and I was mm. like oh the key was to and by the end of the song she still doesn't get it and so that right. it's it comes at the very beginning of the musical but it's like she she's on this journey she doesn't get it yet she's not listening so it's mm. like she's just gonna she's just and so she's like right back where she started and mm. you know what happens but um yeah sorry I'll let you go I know you have to go oh my god I'm so grateful for that song and for you and for your journey with this and for sharing it with us and everyone it's really inspiring oh thanks I hope I'm I'm sure it's not like I signed anything you know I don't have to oh yeah oh yeah we we can nothing's anything you heard it here first guys seriously (laughs) um I just hope that you know like I think it sounds so stupid, but you know, I look at like Lynn Manuel Miranda, and I'm just like, I that's I I hope that in some way that I'm that in some way where it's like people are just connecting to this story, or you know, yeah, even you are that. Like, by the way, you are that. You don't need to write Hamilton to be like Lynn Manuel yeah. Miranda or have that effect on people. Yeah, you know, you're a a songwriter, musical writer, like you're deeply inspiring, you know? Oh, thank you. Just like, just like he is and just like his music is. And right. I mean, it's, it's impossible not to relate with what you're singing about because it's so human. That's the thing. Like paradoxically, the more personal it is, the more universal it is, you know? That's so true. Oh, just reading something that Alicia Keys just wrote and she's so amazing. I don't know if you follow her at all in any way. Not as much, but she's amazing. Um, I know she's She's amazing. just an amazing, but she was saying, I used to ask 30 people if like this was the right top, you know? Yeah. And now I just trust myself. Fuck you know? and yeah. I think, I think this is, for me, this whole thing has been about really trusting myself and knowing that like I'm actually enough, you know? Well, oh my God please keep doing it because what you're bringing in the world is so important and beautiful. 
I hope so. I hope okay, I'm gonna stop recording. I think okay. you're the just the bee's knees. Thank you so much for doing this. That's our show, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at I am Kat Foster. Reach out to us using the hashtag ActingRealPod. We really, really get those messages and we really, really answer them. Links and recommendations for this week's episode can be found at ActingRealPodcast.com. Episodes drop on Mondays. Most importantly, if you love this show, please subscribe to it, rate it, review it. We love seeing those. It means a huge deal to the show. We're so grateful for you. We love you. Have a great day. This podcast was produced by the incredible Augusta Chapman with help from our amazing coordinator, Hannah Barbakoff, and our very talented sound engineer, Baraka Jenga. The music, which I absolutely adore, is composed by Sean Hokinson. Hokinson.